Welcome to our brand new show It's not that complicated so listen close We'll go through IMDB Reviewing all of Tom Hanks movies Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank You're not doing the iPad? No I didn't pay for this week. Yeah. Back on, back in the the Stone yeah. Ages. Uh, Jamie, I think you'll find that iPads aren't really my aesthetic. And my aesthetic is very much moleskin <laughs> notebooks. Lots of them are they filled out? No, they're not filled out, Jamie. Only idiots <laughs> fill out moleskin notebooks. You want fifty of them? Do you have fifty moleskin notebooks? You want sixty of them? Keep on writing the first page of them each time you start it. Oh, my name's Alexander Gillespie. You get a million dollars for handing this back to me. Oh, it doesn't matter. There's nothing in there important. What do I want for my birthday, Jamie? Not money, moleskin notebooks. In the future, what's the currency going to be? Moleskin notebooks. The entire society we built around moleskin notebooks because that's who we dedicated our life to. It's so obvious when we've started recording because you start talking so differently. Like if anyone was watching this without the recording equipment, the conversation flow would look so weird because we'd just be talking normally and then suddenly you would come up with very loud animated stories. I'm a professional and I can turn it on (laughs) on cue. Is all I'm saying. See, I'm on all the time. That is true. Um, uh, Right. Uh, Hello and welcome to Hanks Bank, the show where we chronologically review Tom Hanks' entire IMDb. I'm Jamie Loxton, and with me as always is my co-host Al. Say bonjour, Al. Bonjour. What does that mean? Al? Hello in French. Interesting. Bonjour. Did you not know that? Bonjour. Al. Alexander. Angry. D'accord. I just, I just thought it'd be like a fun way to beat dans un bibliothèque. I just thought it'd be a fun way to uh, bibliothèque. Biblioteca is Spanish. Anyway, I Como thought it'd be esta, Jamie? That's Spanish. I just thought it'd be a fun way to vary up the thing we do at the beginning, and you just made it bad. You could have just said bonjour, hello. Oh, look, that's fun, huh? Hola, mes amigo. Uh, Olo, that's not... <laughs> Olo, you're not a lady, Jamie. It's Olo. I know how Spanish works. Oh, God. Oh, this is a disastrous start. Konnichiwa. Stop. Jamie-san. Please. I'm just waiting for you to ask me how I am so I can tell the story I tell at the beginning of every podcast. I did your bit. I always... I've started pitching you up for hell. How are you doing, Jamie? Awful. Really bad, Al. It was not a good week this week. Oh. So not to lean into the um, the Jamie Jamie Loxton huge football fan thing, uh, but for the but for those of you who don't know. Um, I'm an Arsenal fan, and, and for those of you who also don't know anything about football, uh, we played in a quite an important football match this week. Yeah. Uh, we were playing in the Europa League final, uh-huh. and it's quite an important match because if we win, it means we'd be able to play in the Champions League next season, which is sure. the most prestigious tournament in European football. Yeah. That would allow us better revenue, more revenue streams, yeah, better, yeah. a larger transfer yeah. budget to so be able yeah. to improve uh, our team. Also, we were playing against Chelsea, who, while not our largest local rival, are a local rival. Both teams play in London, so that always makes a match seem a little bit more important. Sure. So it was, sure. and there was a lot riding Uh on this match Uh and we lost we lost real bad we lost 4-1 it was Uh not good we were a real bad Uh team they were a lot better than us Um, and so now I'm staring down the barrel of of us playing the Europa League again next season and and, you know and just the the team sliding uh-huh. into further and further uh-huh. mediocrity, and also it is it is a good thing that we are playing uh, recording this on Saturday because this yes. evening is the Champions League final, yes. the aforementioned Champions League, uh-huh. um, and competing in that yes. are, are Tottenham and Liverpool. And for those of you who don't know, Liverpool, Tot- you are a Liverpool fan. That's good. I will also be a Liverpool fan tonight yeah, because yeah, for those yeah, of you who yeah. don't know, Tottenham are uh, historic rivals of Arsenal. Uh, you know they've been, and Arsenal yeah, have been, yeah. generally been better yeah. than them for most of the time. Yeah. And like generally, uh-huh. just historically, been a better team. But in the last few years, Arsenal have got worse and. Tottenham have got better and yeah. so Tottenham are in the Champions League final tonight uh-huh. and so it's a good thing we're recording today because sure. if we were recording tomorrow this podcast might not exist because I might have to go live in the woods Al because I cannot exist in a world where Tottenham wins the fucking Champions League sure. before Arsenal did sure. we've been in the Champions League final once before it was in 2006 we lost I cried and <laughs> frankly I'm not 
ready and and, and I know you're you're not a, a huge football fan and many of our friends aren't I'm sure many of our listeners aren't and so yes. so some of you may think that because uh, you know I'm just being silly for, for the podcast I'm trying to be more entertaining and I want to be so sincere yeah. I'm putting on a silly voice because I'm trying to be entertaining but if Tottenham win the Champions League tonight I will be devastated it will genuinely ruin me Al and I am Petrified. So, two things. Yes. Uh, one, a question. Yeah. Does this mean you're relegated? No. So you're not relegated. That's good. Okay. Uh, two things. We actually have an ad for the Champions League final. No. Uh, the no, ad is... No, fuck off. If Liverpool don't win, my father won't speak for a week. Watch the Champions League final tonight. Yeah. Gen... I, like, I'm gen... I'm trying to hold it together, but I yeah. cannot... Yeah. yeah. Like, I will be supporting Liverpool tonight... As heart, a team that I do not support and do not like, I will be supporting yes. them as heartily as I was supporting England to win the World Cup. Uh-huh. And you watched those games with me. Yes. That was an unhealthy level of support. Yes. If Tottenham win the Champions League tonight, I don't know how I'm going to react. And that is so fully sincere and it's not sure, good. Sure, this is, sure. I'm just trying to... Like, I know that many people don't understand why people like sports. Uh-huh. And I know I'm not really <laughs> advocating for that but i am just trying to make it clear that these are genuine sincere feelings yeah, yeah. they're not stupid feelings no, and i'm not that, i know i know you're not but there are people who will and there yes. are people who will listen to this and will think <laughs> jamie calm the fuck down it's only a football match and to those people i say die in a hole <laughs> just go dig yourself a hole and die in it because this it's one of the most stressful days of my life. And at this point, I would like to turn to our listeners and, of course, say that if Jamie does die tonight uh, from a heart attack caused by the shock of Tottenham winning, uh, please send your job applications to be a co-host <laughs> from Hank's Bank to uh, Al underscore C's underscore stuff. Um, um, uh, but in more happy and yes, relevant football sure. news... Um, Tom Hanks is famously an Aston Villa fan. Sure. I d- well, famously, he is an Aston Villa yeah. fan. It's a weird thing about him. It's a fun little fact. Um, he is a genuine, really big Aston Villa fan, and they got promoted to the Premier League this week. So that's exciting, Yay! relevant football news, the and not they depressing. The backup. Yes, they are backup. They were in the. What, they were one of the longest running teams in the Premier League, uh, yes. and then they got relegated two seasons ago. And now they're back up, and he was very happy. He tweeted about it. Another famous uh, Aston Villa fan is uh, Prince William. He was also there at really. The yeah, yeah, he's at the Villa's a Brummie team, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, from uh, from uh, Birmingham. Yeah, yeah. Interesting one to be a supporter of, yes, rather than any yeah. London team. I mean, I'm, it's weird that you were more surprised about Prince William being an Aston Villa fan yeah, than Tom Hanks. I mean, how does a person who's not in a country pick a team to support in another country? You turn on the TV once, you still play, you go, that's my team! Uh, I I watched the Raptors game last night. Uh, it was yep. actually on Friday. Oh, we knew the, they won. For, we knew yep, they won. Which the, just afterwards. For, those, for those of you who don't know, Raptors are a basketball team. <laughs> the Toronto Raptors. They're playing in the NBA Finals right yes. now against, against the Golden State Warriors. Who are the greatest team? Who are of one of the, yeah one yeah. of the greatest teams of all time? Uh, generally they, considered, and they won. I watched that game as well. And um, why did you bring that up? Because <laughs> um, it's sports too. I can watch sports. I didn't. There's there's like a turnover. I don't know what that means. A turnover is like you get a piece of pastry and some bacon and you don't know. That's what a turnover is. Okay. Um, yeah. Before we get fully started, I do have an apology letter this week. Oh, yeah. I love apology yeah. letters. It's been a while. Um, yeah. So, um, uh, as always, pray silence uh, for the apology letter. Hey, Al. Jamie here from the writing desk. It's been a while since we've had one of these apology letters. How are you doing? I'm glad you didn't answer that. It was clearly a rhetorical question. I have not integrated space in this letter for your response. (laughs) Last week was a tough week. It was another rom-com and I got very angry. In fact, I got so angry that I believe every third word I used was profanity. (laughs) And that is why I come to you today on hands and knees. (laughs) While listening to the show, because yes, I listen to the show because I'm a crippling narcissist. How do you spell narcissist? I've written how I think it's spelled and word is given a squiggly line, but the only suggestion is narcotics. Whatever, this is being read out loud, so as long as I know how to say narcissist, I should be fine. I digress. While listening to the show, I was embarrassed about my potty mouth. I know you're a good Catholic boy, and my heart went out to your innocent little ears. Also, while my own parents don't listen to this show, yours do. And that's arguably worse. (laughs) 
especially as I started my bid to be your best man last week, so I must ensure that your parents don't think I am a bad influence on you. Hashtag Jamie for Al's best man. Four is in the number, not the word. Yes, all of this is in the hashtag. So, I promise this week I'll try to profane less. I cannot guarantee that I will remain fully clean-mouthed, as we both know that inside this well-to-do, privately educated little British boy is a football-loving East London Cockney just (laughs) dying to get out. (laughs) But I will do my best. I only ask for your patience. All the best. Jamie Luxton. Aww. You know what, Jamie? That makes me think of that makes me think of one of our ads. Halo (laughs) Top. When you're an emotional wreck, but also self-loathing, buy Halo Top. That was one of our ads for this week. Uh, What's Halo Top? Halo Top? It's those like ice cream tubs, and the entire tub is only like 400 calories. I've never heard of oh, this yeah, before. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, well, so this is actual advertising. Yeah, this is actual advertising. Hello, Top. It's free advertising. You ice cream, but you also uh, like um, denying yourself things. Also, I guess technically, because yep. we said um, when we started Friends Forts two yeah, weeks ago Friends that Forts. you did not have to be an actual friend yes. to um, just, you had to listen to the show. Sure. And that made you a friend. Yes. So because I listened to the show and I was giving my thoughts there, that technically makes this a section of Friends, friends Forts. And I do have another Friends Forts, yep. um, which comes uh, from a friend of mine uh, who uh, last week we mentioned um, the uh, five stages of grief. Yes. Uh, and I mentioned that. So they are um, denial, anger, yeah. uh, bargaining, uh, depression and acceptance. Yes. Um, I w- it was pointed out to me that I got that B wrong. Uh, I didn't say bargaining. I said betrayal. <laughs> That's where you were, yeah. <laughs> because that's that's not a stage of grief. You don't just suddenly start <laughs> feeling betrayed. <laughs> so it was pointed out yeah. uh, that by our friend that I should not say that betrayal is a stage. I appreciate that you were so clearly in the anger stage of that that you were like denial, betrayal, <laughs> anger. Yeah. Uh, so that ends uh, this. Unless you have any French thoughts. Uh, no, no French thoughts. No, this week. This is for the end of. Friends Forts! Friends Forts! Oh, I just, ah. Uh, I genuinely please people just message us thoughts yeah, yeah, so yeah. that we can just carry on saying Friends Forts! Because we very much enjoy doing it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually my favourite section of the show. I like the apology letters, I like the historical context sometimes, but Friends Forts, man, steals from the show every week. Oh, God. And so you mentioned historical context, so let's get blazing on into that section of the show. You're right, Jamie. Um, so, let's... But as our listeners will have hopefully noted from the title of the podcast, we're doing a show, a film called uh, Nothing in Common this week. It yep. comes out uh, in July 1986. And as always, we'll give you a little bit of historical context, then we'll give you a little bit of show context, and then we'll plow or film context. I call it show... Con- We've called it show context every week, and I've never questioned that... Most of these aren't TV shows. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Ah, you know, it, it, it was. Right, it's, so you are on historical context for yes. us this week. So, historical context, uh, of course, and interestingly, this wasn't deliberate, we keep football themed. Yeah. Uh, beginning of this month in the UK, Gary Lineker becomes the most expensive British football player ever. Uh, bought by Barcelona, I believe. Yes, FC Barcelona. <laughs> Where did he transfer from? Or Tottenham. Everton. Damn it. And how much was he transferred for? Oh, I do not know. £2.25 million, pounds, ah. which back in the year 1986 was a lot of money. Yeah, to put it in context, the most expensive player now is around £250 yes. million. Pounds. Currently, £2.25 million would buy you a uh, attached house in... <laughs> Ooh, where in London? Uh, probably nowhere. Probably, probably out of <laughs> Get attached house in Canada for £2.25 million. Um, The next day... Within 24 hours, Ian Rush gets transferred from Liverpool to uh, to Juventus for 3.2 million. <laughs> it was it was a big summer. Yeah, it was a very big summer. Uh, but he doesn't actually play for them because he gets loaned back to Liverpool, so he doesn't start playing for them until 1987. Okay, uh, which is a fun fact. Uh, a report finds that 20% of British children are born out of wedlock in July 1986. Yeah. Lots of bastards. Lots of bar- You know what? Uh, don't chin there, obviously. Uh, <laughs> it's it's on- just the actual term. You know, it, was light, it was a light history month. Uh, Prince Andrew marries Fergie. Oh. Uh, I don't know that no, much about no, Fergie. From, from Black Eyed Peas. From Black Eyed Peas. Yeah, rogue, really oh, rogue sorry. Rogue. Oh, I swore. Apologies. Yeah, we should I have mean, a swear jar. We, like, should, we should definitely put on the explicit label to this show. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, we definitely don't. Yeah. And I so, so young kids, very sorry. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit of the Royal Marriage Act of 1722. Ah. Can you guess what the Royal Marriage Act of 1722 is, Jane? No, I cannot, but I can guess that it is not relevant to 1986. Uh, it was to the marriage of Prince Andrew and 
Fergie okay. uh, from the Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> well, I am was very disappointed. Uh, so as it basically happened uh, in 2022, there was this edict put out which said that if you were a member of the royal family, no matter how wide out it went, you had to get your marriage approved by the monarch, which I love the idea of having to go to potentially your grandmother, your great grandmother, <laughs> to be like, hey, um, I want to marry this person. Is it okay for me to marry them? Which, in a weird time, it only gets repealed in 2011. <laughs> Jesus. Which is rogue. Um, beforehand, you have the succession of the Crown Act, which happens a couple years before, I think. And so, no, so the, the Perth Agreement is in 2011. Doesn't get put into Act until 2015. Mm. In the middle in 2013, there's the Succession of Crown Act, uh, which I think allows for uh, an older... If you have a daughter... So previously, how succession happens in the British royal family was that it would be the eldest male child would be the first in line. Mm-hmm. And if there wasn't a male child, uh, female, now it's just, I believe, the eldest child was allowed to. And I think in the Succession of Crown Act in 2013, it allows the royal family to, mem- to marry... Catholic members. So, like, if your husband's Catholic, I think that's allowed. Not even sure. Let's be real. (laughs) There are a lot of shitty stuff which is anti-Catholic still out there in uh, British law because no one can be fucked to change it (laughs) until it's a problem. Um, But now, because of that, another part of it was only the first six in line need to get permission. What that does mean is that Prince Louis, the newly born uh, or recently born uh, child of uh, Will and Kate, uh, still needs to get permission from his grand, <laughs> sorry, his great grandmother, if he wants to marry. Now, of course, uh, odds are the Queen's going to be dead by that yeah. point, um, unless they're going to marry him off age six, so we'll find out. But uh, yeah, that was the uh, Royal Marriage Act of 1722. Uh, so relevant to July 1986. Honestly, in the UK, um, I, I, there's mainly UK based stuff. Um, not that much happened. Someone went missing, it was a famous cover missing case. Um, outside of that, pretty light month for news. There was a by election in Newcastle. Um, Ooh, who won? Don't even remember. It's not, it's not a particularly interesting news. I went, oh, cool, must be some big. No, it's literally just a by election. Yep. It's a Wikipedia page for it. So that is uh, July 1986 in the UK. Jamie? Fortunately, to make up for your lacklustre... We learned a lot of stuff, Jamie. We learned very little things. You taught me about British monarchy. You you, football. You thought you you were... your favourite thing, football. Yeah, because I never knew that Gary Lineker Uh, played for Barcelona, Ian Rush played for Liverpool and Juventus. But did you know that Ian Rush was the highest (laughs) uh, costume British player ever? Not Twenty-four um, hours not, after Not immediately to my brain, no. Wow. Thank you for teaching me that I nugget of knowledge. Is your mind, and you pay me back with this bullshit. Yes, which is I think my show context is a lot better because uh, for we we've we been unfortunately struggling through a few show contexts um, for the last few ones. Yeah. There hasn't been a lot to say about these, but this is actually quite an interesting sure. film, and there's a decent amount to say about it. So it's released July thirtieth, nineteen eighty-six. Uh, once again, it was made for about twelve million dollars, which is. Bang in the middle of the road for what Tom Hanks filmed around this time. They're all made for around $10 million. Um, it makes around $32 million. Sure. So it's not hugely successful, but, it, you know, it, it makes a bit of a profit. Uh-huh. Um, it's directed by Gary Marshall, uh, which is reunited from Happy Days, obviously. Um, and also, for those of you who don't know, Gary Marshall spells his name with two R's instead of one, so he cannot be trusted. He also directed Pretty Woman uh, and The Princess Diaries. Uh, and this is a pretty big movie for both Marshall and Hanks uh, because it shows their first both real forays into drama. Both yes. of them had really mostly done uh, comedy up until this point. This was their first big, like, expressly dramatic film. Uh, on that, it is released with the tagline, It's a comedy and a drama just like life. Uh, and that speaks, I think, to the potential... Uh, relatively critical response that this received. It didn't receive fantastic reviews, didn't receive fantastic negative reviews, but comedy dramas weren't really a thing when this came out, hence why the tagline is, it's a comedy and a drama just like life. Uh, And so... Before I plow, I'll give you a little bit of an overview of, of the plot. Basically, Tom Hanks is playing a high-flying um, advertising agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's trying to push on with his career when he finds out that his uh, dad and his mum are splitting up. His wife has left his... his uh, his mum has left his dad after 36 years of marriage, and he's left to deal with both of them trying to come through their divorce. Yes. Um, so it starts out nice and light with all of the stuff about him being high-flying, and then the drama comes in through that. But as I said, yeah, comedy dramas weren't really a thing, uh, so much so that Roger Ebert slammed the film for being split in two and saying the whole first half belongs in another movie or the second half yeah. belongs in another movie. But the thing is, I wouldn't even really call this a comedy drama by today's standards. There, There is comedy in it. It does, it does make jokes. Yeah. 
but it's more akin to just nowadays where we see a drama that just has, has light-hearted yeah, moments. Yeah. It's it's not really I mean, a full-on yes. comedy drama. King King Lear has jokes in it, exactly. has funny things, but it's still a tragedy. Exactly, but that was like really not a thing at the time, so it was quite surprising for audiences. The, gonna... the Roger Eber review, which I, I read, uh, ends with a great line, films aren't novels, <laughs> which I appreciate. It's like this really short review, which is just ending with films are not novels. Yes. Um... So, uh, as I said, directed by Gary Marshall, we also have uh, Tom Hanks. We also have Jackie Gleason in what would be his last role. Uh, he was actually suffering from terminal cancer during the filming of this film okay. uh, and would die the following year. However, there is a, a fun story from Gary Marshall when he was on the WTF yep. podcast uh, where apparently Gleason was reluctant to do the movie due to his health, but Marshall reminded him that if he didn't do it, then his final movie would have been Smokey and the Bandit 3, <laughs> and that convinced him to come out to do this for a final role. Um, playing Tom Hanks' boss is Hector Elizondo yes uh, which would be no surprise to people knowledgeable of Marshall's work yep. uh, as he appears in no fewer than 18 of Gary Marshall films he's in Pretty Woman he's in Princess Diaries he's in Princess Diaries 2 he's in Runaway Bride and he's also in this uh, he was apparently someone that uh, Marshall met you're, you're looking like you want to say something I think you're forgetting his uh, best role in Valentine's Day as the cuck of a grandfather who finds out that his wife cheated on him 30 years ago and he lets this out on his six-year-old awfully performed really sorry for that actor uh grandson yeah. okay yeah. well no I, I, I did forget that because i wasn't planning on mentioning all 18 of the i've films. got a lot of feelings about <laughs> valentine's day okay. i'll tell you about them sometime fortunately tom hanks is not in that film so it i will never hear um the only other uh hugely note well not hugely notable but interesting uh person in this film is dan castellanata who oh. you may have recognized yeah. uh, do you know who he is uh, Homer Simpson. Yes, he's uh, he's the voice actor for Homer Simpson. He plays one of the um, advertising agents in one of the pitch meetings. He's really not in it a lot, but I recognise him. I thought, why do I know him? I looked it up. Um, and I also looked up, do you know how many different credited characters Dan Castellanata has on uh, Simpsons? He doubles up. I'm going to say... Uh, I'm going to lowball it. 60. 1,127 different credited characters over the uh, 600 episode run, Ah. which is ridiculous. How does this man have over a thousand different voices? Like, surely there's got to be a lot of overlapping. Let's let's give some credit to some other actors, okay? Let's start getting a few of them (laughs) in. Stop taking roles away Um, from... Yeah, so that's not hugely relevant, but I did just find that quote. And I, by the way, that, that information is not available you can't google oh how many and it comes up i just saw that it was a long list started counting it and thought oh this is way too many so i copy and pasted the entire list of my mdb into word and then control f for the slashes in between each character and that came up with 1126 but obviously the last character didn't have a uh, a slash after it so you had one more 1127 there's a little bit of <laughs> insight into the effort i go to for show context style um and final bit of interesting a little tidbit uh, this film was eventually made into a sitcom for NBC yes uh, it only aired for a month because it sucked uh, however Todd Waring played Tom Hanks's character sure Todd Waring would then a year later also play another Tom Hanks character in a TV adaptation of one of his movie roles mm-hmm. in the Disney TV movie Splash 2 yeah not the number 2 it's Splash comma T-O-O so that's a fun little thing Todd Waring was surviving in the 80s by playing <laughs> shitty adaptations of Tom Hanks movies you know how sometimes uh, for video game adaptations of things, uh, they get people's brothers to do, like, to, you know, siblings to do their voiceover work? Yeah. They're like, oh, they sound close enough. Yeah. That's basically what that guy yeah. was doing, but it's in Paul yeah. versions of Tom Hanks things. So that is all my uh, yeah. show context. So let's get firing into nothing in common. Yeah. I gave a little uh, overview, but let's plow through the plot. We open on Tom Hanks and a lady. In in uh, in a sleeping in a they're yes, doing yeah. the they're, they're doing they're, the hanky fooling around yes we hear the the, the, the noises of a they're under some hanky, hanky. and then zoom out oh they're actually on a plane and she's an air hostess yeah. um, he makes a little joke oh I'm a frequent flyer so I get bonuses or something to the person in front sure. you already know this guy's a ladies man he's yep. a cheeky chap we then get him landing and he's he's going back to work he's been on holiday and he's back to work and oh boy. Oh, is he the talk of the office? He's coming in. He's flying through. He's like, hey, he's it's cool. Don the Doorman. How are you doing, Don? Hey, there's the hey, two Donnies. Hey, there's the one Don, 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 Don,
What if I steal your desk? What if I steal your desk? Oh, and there's Ricky the receptionist. If it isn't Frank Martin, my best man, look at Frank Martin. I'm sorry for the promotion over you, but guess what? You're a dick. You better not beat me at pool next time. They fired Bennett. They fired Bennett. Well, Bennett's kind of an arsehole. Oh, how's your, how's your desk doing over here? Oh, I've got an office now. I've got an office oh, and it has a window. Oh, my God, there's a note. <laughs> I could have done that for a solid ten minutes. Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, he's coming through the office. It's that classic thing. He's uh-huh. And so there's two interesting things to note here. Firstly, sure. that scene was mostly improvised. That scene was not in the script. Um, and so was, like, improvised on set, which is fun. And, like, genuinely, like, if that's improvised, that's, like, really well done. Yeah. Like, Tom Hanks is playing this character very well. There is also... Generally, in the opening third or half of this film, um, what I would say is a supreme example of American exceptionalism, because in an American film, this guy is the cock of the walk. He's super confident. He's amazing. Yeah. I, he, he said he like he's trying to be partner for for the, for the firm and yeah, stuff he's, like he's that. He's been recently promoted to creative director, but he wants. He's, and we know that he's had offers from other companies, but he doesn't want to go to the other companies because he wants to be made partner. Yeah, and. But if this was a British film, he would be the villain. He would be the overly arrogant, cocky, dickhead villain. But this being an American film made in the 80s, he is portrayed... And to be fair, having experienced enough American media, like you can still buy into that. But it is just an instinct that got to me that this is... It's very like, this shouldn't be a good positive way of portraying someone. He's the bully (laughs) from the karate kid growing up and now with a better job than you. Um, Yeah. But yeah, you know, that's, it, it's yeah. a time. And uh, also interesting to note is around this time, uh, the term yuppie was sort of coming into yeah. uh, coming into fruition, young urban professional. And that's basically what Tom Hanks is playing there. He's, he's a yuppie, a yuppie personified. That's difficult to say. That's I didn't realise yuppie stood for young urban professional. That makes sense. Young urban professional. I just thought it was like a fish. Like a, like a, <laughs> they're, like a, they're like a little fish called a yuppie. Um, no. Yeah, so uh, that's all happening, blah, blah, blah. Tom Hanks uh, is bedding a lady. Um, yes. Know, he's, he's the cock of the walk. Uh, he's he's making sweet love to her. And all of a sudden, he gets a call from his dad on the answering machine. He and doesn't pick he up. Goes, Screw his dad. And his dad goes like, hey, it's Sam. You know, your father, you heard of me. Um, that's an all right, Jackie. Oh, it's, it's not bad. It's not bad. Okay, Jackie. I'll, give it, I'll give it a definitely an eight out of ten. Yeah. So, and uh, he's just like, "Hey, your wife, le- your, your, your wife, your wife left, left me. me. Uh, uh, you mother because I slept with your wife. <laughs> your mother left me, and that makes uh, him answer. And yeah, so this is what uh, sort of brings our Tom Hanks sure. character back down to earth. Aye. Yeah, um, he goes to see his dad. His dad belly talks. He's burnt a steak to what is just a, a lump of coal. Yep. He they they get some ketchup together, and he's like, I don't know why she left me. Turns out she left him because he was a shit. Yeah, he was so a bad he husband. is he is a real old. Play- this is obviously Jackie Gleason sure. playing um, a Tom Hanks's dad. Uh, he is an old curmudgeon, like he's bitter yeah. and like he does like this yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the 1950s he says uh, what I genuinely enjoyed is quite a fun line oh I bet you're going out with these women that you know they got they got a name on their ass back in my day we didn't need a name we just needed the ass <laughs> and it's like well, it's fun he's, he's performing it well he's performing yeah. this curmudgeonly old but, man but well also, specifically who also at some point was a ladies man right like yes he could talk anyone into bed and it's specifically told you know my father had it I have not you have it. Yeah. 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 And, and to be fair, he's not wrong for no, what we're learning about Tom Hanks. He, yep. the, the, woman he was, the woman he was bedding, I do not believe, is the air hostess he was bedding no, earlier. No, it's not so, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's another woman. Um, so this, and then he goes to see uh, his, his mother. Yeah. Um, and she's, she's, she's doing all right. She's, she's, pretty, she's okay. happy with it. She's moving into her new house. Yeah. Um, she's, she's pretty, like, she's just like, and what she expresses is that, uh, it wasn't that he was shitty to her. It was that there was the silence. That's yeah, what it, it was. It, it, it was wasn't. Was, yeah, it was just like the silence. That's what she hated. Like he would, and he would never talk to her, and it was just awful. And ever since Tom Hanks's character left, like it just got worse. And like so, that's why she left. Yeah. Um, back to the other plot. Um, there's a big. There's uh, a big airline big which airline. is up for grabs in terms of agencies, right? So yeah. they let their old agency, they want a new one. 
Tom Hanks was told, look, you want to make partner? Bring us some new accounts. Go and pitch this guy. Make sure that we're one of the three people who are going to be able to present our vision to them. Yeah. He goes, sure. So he goes He goes for a dinner meeting. Beforehand, yeah. he meets a mysterious lady She's in so leather. And, ooh. ooh, a lot of gold chains. Ooh. She's on a phone call. He goes, uh, hey, quote some film. He lays on the smooth yeah, once again. And as we've seen him do many a time before. You know, I've got this meeting, but I would uh, love to have a drink with you afterwards. And she goes, no. <laughs> uh, and uh, he goes, fine. Yeah, and then he goes something like, oh... Is my nose bleeding? I just been sucked in the face. He's 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 rolling with it well. He yeah. makes a little joke and he moves off to his uh, dinner meeting, yeah. which he finds out is not a dinner meeting. Eats the man it. eats before the dinner meet before no, the no, meeting. He's eating. He's gonna just eat without him. Right? Yes. Like, so they're having drinks while they sit down. He's already ordered his food. Yeah. The food is coming. Yeah. But he eats alone. Yeah. He eats alone. So he's um, a man's man. Uh, he pitches and then lo and behold. This woman returns and sits down at the table. Um, And she actually turns out to work for the company. She's their creative director or something like that. She's like their media manager. Media manager. Head of media for the company. Um, And so she introduces Tom Hanks' character, says, Oh, he's great, oh, but, you know, he can sometimes have his face turned by a pretty face. Mm. We'll drop it all. Little wink. And this is the first time I started to notice that this film is. A lot more than what we've had in previous films. Yeah. It's a lot slower paced and yes. allows for a lot more just like subtext yeah. and like facial reactions yes. telling story, which we like is a very basic level of storytelling in film, but it's not really something we've seen so far. So far, it's really been a lot of exposition and dialogue yeah, yes. and jokes. Uh-huh. Um, so this is a lot slower, like relaxed movie that allows, like at the dinner table here, you have a lot of um, facial reactions from between uh, Tom Hanks and, and this woman. Um who we should probably know the name of and stop calling her this woman. Um, so you're going to quickly Google that because I don't bother to look up characters' names and I never remember them. I only know Tom Hanks and Jackie Gleason. Um, but yeah, so, and then he makes a little wise crack. Celia Ward. Um, Celia Ward. Lovely. So, so um, Tom Hanks uh, cracks a little joke to the guy. The guy says, oh, I eat everything with just a fork. Uh, and he goes, does that include the soup? Um, and him, the guy smiles, and clearly he's won him over. Mm. They leave the the meeting, and there. But she- of course, you know Tom Hanks has got his valet ticket. He goes aside trying to get valet. She walks out, gets it in a second. He goes, "Look, can we? Let's just go for a drink." And she goes, "Look, I don't sleep around, right? I didn't look, get my way to look, here, but I'm sleeping to the top. I've got my business degree. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm great. I, I don't need that." And that said. Let's, Let's fuck. go fuck. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, it's very odd. She does go through all this and then she just goes, come get in my car. Let's yeah. go fuck. Um, so they, they do, they go they back do, to do, do the they, sex. They make the um, beast with a thousand backs. Yes. Um, um, and then she stands up and then she says, oh yeah, no, my dad's, uh, my dad's quite a powerful man. And he goes, yeah, who is ooh, he? Hot. Oh, he's, he's, <laughs> I um, love women with powerful dads. <laughs> yeah. And then she goes, oh yeah, he's uh, got a pretty powerful job at Colonial Air, the, the airline, that uh, the aforementioned airline. And he goes, oh, what? And she goes, yeah, he owns it. So it turns out that business meeting that he was having earlier, oh, yeah. he's just done the dirty with his daughter. Oh. Not good. Uh, he no. starts Not panicking. With his daughter, with the other, yes, with the yes, other man's daughter. Yes, with the other man's daughter. Yes. He's like, oh no, I shouldn't have done that. That's yeah. bad. No good, b- bad me. And she's like, no, I'm a, I'm a powerful woman. It's all good. Yeah. Um, so this, uh, we then basically have these two plot lines running alongside each other for the rest of the film. Sure. We have the project developing and Tom Hanks trying to deal with uh, his his mother and his father. Yeah. Um, there's there's a sequence of a um, montage of his mother and father constantly having to call him for uh, for certain Everything, things. Yeah. Um, so I have just. <laughs> I do have to pause. I have been sat down for 40 odd minutes and my watch has just said I reached 10,000 steps, which makes me worry about the step count of my watch because I haven't moved. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that that was a little detail there. We see a little montage of um, the parents constantly needing help with him. Like uh, she, he gets, has to explain to his mother, uh, no, the AA is Alcoholics Anonymous. (laughs) You mean the AAA if you want to have your car fixed. Um, dad needs constant like picking up from places. He needs to be taken to the doctors. Yeah. He didn't go last week. He goes, look, you got to go to the doctors, and he goes, ah, I'm not going to go to the doctors. Yeah, um, and so there's that little montage of his life fraying on that end, sure. but continuing to thrive on the yeah. other end. He's we, developing more of a relationship with um, yeah. 
with, uh, with uh, the, the head Celia. of Colonial Air. So he goes to uh, stay at his house for the weekend. They go do a bit of duck hunting. Yeah, they do duck hunting. Um, they do golf. Uh, at the, but specifically, uh, some great scenes here in the duck hunting. Yeah. Uh, one, uh, obviously, kind of the daughter's there too. Uh, she walks off for a second. The dad goes, uh, yeah, no, I hear you're great. She says you're great. Uh, apparently, you're great lay. And he's like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're that progressive a family where they talk about uh, her yep. banging. Yep, dude. yep. And he, sa- he says... Um, uh, the CEO, yo, I, I raised her to be a man, you know, so you survive in the corporate world and so on. So, my dad raised me to be a man, and we don't talk about who we check. Yeah. Um, uh, so they, then they go see some stallions, they breed stallions on there too. Yes. And then we enter the, the best w- of the <laughs> entire movie. <laughs> this is. This is the weirdest sexual it scene is very you will ever watch so in a film. They are going, and for some reason, uh, Tom Hanks and Celia Ward are going to watch uh, these horses um, to to breed. Um, and we get a scene set to romantic music of shots of the horses like getting close. You don't actually see any, you know, horse on horse action, but the horses are getting closer. Well, they, and they're like, they they're like, they're nuzzle, like they they're nuzzling. And uh, this and is interspersed with, with Tom Hanks like looking over at Celia Ward. And their body language is very specifically choreographed to match the choreogra- like the movements of the horses. Yep. The horse lifts his ankle, she lifts her leg. Yep. The and horse then- leans his neck, Tom Hanks leans his neck. And you think, are they about to fuck in front of these horses? <laughs> no, because they run away and fuck but away from the horses. That is true. But it, it is genuinely supposed to be that, like, them watching yeah. these horses mate is what gets them going. Um, there's uh, also... At this time, sorry, just... just uh, yes. We've we got we to gotta make our money, Jamie. Oh, my God. Okay, so quick advert for Love Island, uh, which comes out this Monday, guys. Remember, Love Island. Hot people, hot weather, questionable ethics. Watch it on ITV2. Right, back to the context. Cool. Um, so... Um, on the there's an, another sort of minor plot line that we've um, well actually there's two more uh, plot lines there's Hector Elizondo's character who is uh, Tom Hanks's boss yeah um, who there's a whole like running plot line of him wearing uh, a rug like yeah. he's he's a balding man and he's wearing a rug and everyone seems to mock him I don't know about you this, it looks fine look, like it looked fine yeah um, but yeah so he's constantly going back to Hector Elizondo's character to be like and trying to get. Um, I support from him. He is also yes. going to his ex-girlfriend, who yeah. is an actress. And there is a fantastic scene uh, where she is teaching a bunch of drama school students. Um, and they are all pretending to be amoebas. Yes. And uh, they are rolling around on the floor. They're going, ooh. And they're she's going, yes, noises. that's good amoeba noises. Yeah. Amoeba, amoebas don't only squeal and like yeah. fun stuff like that. And I do have to say, as a person who has been to drama school, they're trying to like heighten this for marketing effect. It's pretty much bang on, to be honest. <laughs> really not far off from some real dumb shit I had to do at, um, at drama school. But that is great fun. Uh, and he's going back to her just to be like, look, my parents are splitting up. Yeah. Like, you love my parents. Like, my parents love and you. And also, you went through, your parents went through a divorce. When yeah, you so you. you're like, can you help me with this? And sure. so there's that plot line as well. That is potentially one, like, there's a lot going on in this film yes. in terms of plot lines. I think they manage it quite well, but there is many plot lines yeah. that weaving that don't really ever intersect they do no, ever so slightly they, they are their um, so once we've got um, uh, I may you and, and we may well at some point in this advance one plot line further than it goes yeah. than another one because I can't remember exactly sure. what order everything goes in so let's just advance the mother and father one we learn that uh he, his mum uh, goes out on a date yeah. um, and then she calls for help because he tried to kiss her. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there's this whole thing about her being like quite like naive and not really sure how to like work in, in adult world and that's an example of that. Um, and this is when she admits to uh, Tom Hanks that uh, her, fa- her husband, his father, had cheated on her like loads. Like he'd yeah. just gone away and like couldn't, like, just yeah. went and had sex like lots I um, lied. We're about to enter the best scene of the movie. Um, so he's like, you know what? Also, at this point, he's gone down. He's left sex. His mom phones him up. He's having sex. He's like, cool. Comes down in like a leather jacket. Just a leather jacket. Yep. Nothing underneath, which is rogue. Has this conversation with his mom. His mom he's like, why didn't you tell me? His mom went, because that's a weird thing to tell a 10-year-old. Yeah. He's like, sure. Goes to see his dad and call his dad out on some shit. We're here at the emotional climax of this movie. Because you know what? We might as well do this. They go, they have this conversation. He says, what did you do to my mother he says i didn't do anything he says what did you cheated on her he goes look she was frigid she didn't want to have fun you know and he was like well she went to catholic school hey lots of people go to catholic school and are great at sex sorry parents. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's like, you shouldn't have taught her. Again, confusing why he's talking about his parents' sex life. This is a weird thing to have a conversation about. But you know what? Sure. I do agree. And, we can and, buy it. And to their credit, the actors are Selling. fucking nailing yeah, this they scene. Are, they are acting the shit out of we this then, drama. We, it just happens yeah. to be surrounding a very odd topic. We then get to the best line of the film where he goes, you're, you, Tom Hanks goes to Jackie Gleason and says, your only friend is your dick. And Jackie Gleason goes, your only friend is your dick. They should get together sometime, the four of us. <laughs> And again, this is the line said in a movie. Now, again, but it is a comedy drama, and that's a funny that's line. That's a funny line. And, and, a very serious yeah, scene. And Tom and Tom Hanks' character goes like, "Yeah, where did you think I learned it from?" Um, and then uh, again, like we're laughing about this because it is a silly. But they are acting the shit out of this scene, and this scene ends with um, Tom Hanks uh, going like, "Oh, tomorrow I'm going uh, to do a commercial about a family that loves each other and gets on." <laughs> I'm faking it <laughs> again. The writing's not fantastic, but the acting. I think makes up for it. The thing about this movie is there are loads of scenes which are objectively weird as shit but yeah. they, are, they work for whatever reason yeah, right? they, they do they, they, they do um, so that's sort of we're advancing that's that, that so, so uh, we've also got the um, plot point of the uh, advertiser so sure. again he's got, doing well he gets a pitch yeah. and really all all of this plot line the, the point of it is like he's nailing this. Yeah, he's yeah, he's yeah. getting on well with he's, the CEO. He's nailing the daughter really well, yeah, yeah. and he's like every advertising bit. And so they get to the actual pitch. Sure. They pitch this cute little advert where a grandma. Again, this is an airline, and it's like a grandma is like leaving her house. She then gets on the plane, and everyone treats her really nice. And then uh, then she gets to the other side, and she's visiting her grandkids. All this time, we have like Dan Castellanata, and then a bunch of other people like yes. doing silly voices yeah. throughout. It's quite fun, but the ad does seem like yeah. effective. Uh, and then the um, the slogan is like from your home to our home to their home. Yeah. Colonial Air, your home in the sky. And everyone's like, yeah, look, he did well. That's like a real good pitch. And then like, she tries to undermine, he's like, have you got anything else? And he's like, nope, this, we, we, have other, we have other things, but this is our best option. Like he's nailing it, he's being in control. Um, and yeah, everyone likes it. Uh, we then have... Oh, have, so just to like fast forward, yeah. like honestly, is anything particularly interesting happening with the ex girlfriend at this point? You know what? Look, in general, this is the entire thing. They have these conversations. They've been meeting up. They've both been nailing it in their own professional lives. They're getting closer. She has a boyfriend. I can't tell if it's drunkenly or not. He storms in while they're having sex. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely drunkenly. So this is when he's really struggling with dealing with his his dad, his, his, dad, his dad in general, uh, like. He's learning more and more that, like, his dad wasn't there for him and, like, learning how much of a dick he was, which he yeah. didn't really see when he was a kid, um, which is a valid thing that can happen and, like, it's, it's quite well written and well justified. Sure. Um, and so he duncanly storms in on her while she's with her, her boyfriend and is like, no, ah, it's fine, come on, help me out. And, and it's just, like, it's a crisis moment, basically. Yes, it, and it, from it, that crisis moment, then things start to fall apart a little bit more in the professional life. Yeah. So they get on set for the uh, filming with the old grandma. Turns out she's a drunk. Yep. She's, like, spilling stuff all over the place, yelling cut during takes. Um, and so Tom Hanks starts to, like, fray at the edges. Sure. He starts screaming, like people bring in a cat yeah. for this uh, old woman in her house and he starts screaming, why the hell? Oh yeah, let's do a story about an old lady leaves a cat to die in her own apartment. Which is again, funny, but it's well acted. It's, yes. it's a good breakdown. Um, and he has a conversation with his mate, who's the director. His mate's like, look, just, like, don't worry about it. Like, hey, there's no pressure. Maybe you just take the afternoon off. Yeah, let's just chill. Um, and then these uh, sort of three plot lines generally sure. interwoven at the end of the film, which I think we're more or less at. Yeah, good. Uh, we find out that um, uh, Jackie Gleason has Jackie Gleason diabetes. has diabetes, and he needs quite serious surgery. Um, he goes so at this point, like Tom Hanks still wants to look after his dad. Like he doesn't. This is after obviously the the big fight, right. but like he still cares for his dad because it's his dad so he wants to help him um, he also the mother we have quite a, a like touching scene where the mother goes back to him um, while he's in the hospital yeah. um, and like they what I really like about this scene is it could have been very easy for this film yeah uh, to be the story of and a very typical archetype of the yes. old curmudgeonly man who actually has the heart of gold yeah. or even not the old curmudgeonly man but the, who has a heart of gold but the old curmudgeonly man who comes around and everyone forgives him and they don't do that no, no, they yeah, yeah. do not let you get away with that the mother comes and it's like 
they, they like do have some reminiscent and like oh we we had fun but she does walk away she's yeah, like she goes look we didn't have enough yeah we d- never had enough fun yeah I was a kid you you knew more about yeah they, so they, like, they, do, they do a thing of like oh we only went on like three seven, dates yeah. and then got married and then Jackie hey we went on like eight dates um, again the, the, the layering of uh, nice funny jokes works uh, yeah, works quite well back at work um, the boss goes look this is great uh, whatever we need to go to New York we're going to pitch it to the board which is weird considering they have there the CEO and the the media manager. Yeah, I don't know really why, why they, they need to go to New the York. Creative director for the ad. No, rather than like there are lots of other people in an ad agency. Yeah, advertiser friends. Please write into friends thoughts. Yeah, tell us how advertising works. I think it's it's I, weird I that they that, demand he go to New York and he just goes yeah no. and that he didn't know that more in more, advance yeah. and couldn't get them heads and he up. just goes yeah no I can't go like my dad's yeah. ill and in what I would say is probably the least the most weirdly justified like they yeah. get really angry with him for not wanting to yeah, go and like, like looking after his dad yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm like it, like it, I guess it works because it's supposed to be the advertising agent you've got to be ruthless it's like put him in a hospital like it's fine there's yeah. there's doctors and and this is Tom Hanks and Tom Hanks' character is like no and he and he screams at the CEO and again well, a he, really well justified yes, outburst because the CEO like starts doing this thing where he's like I'm going to count I'm going to one two three and then like, he touches him and Tom Hanks and again they say shit if he touches the movie a really good use of like how do you... If you have one fucking PG-13... Yeah. How do you use it well? And it is like, you never fucking touch me again. And yeah. it works really, well. Yeah, it really works well. really well. The scene... It works. Yeah. So, the and so... And then the CEO leaves. Um, and then... In what... I don't know whether it was a, a meta line, but the um, Celia Ward's character walks by and goes, what a performance. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, I don't know whether it was a meta line, but yeah. I like it. Um, and then... Oh, f- she follows it up with a little light-hearted joke. Yeah, they... they, um, they what a performance and then something else. And then... Uh, Tom Hanks goes, "Oh my God! Look, you made a joke. Yes. You made a joke in a in a serious situation. You and like this is You're almost human. this is almost again a metatextual thing of like this is the message of the film, guys. Yeah. There's serious moments and then lighthearted moments. Um, and yeah, so she's she's not happy with him, but she like understands. Yeah. Um, we then basically get to the resolution of this film, which uh, he goes into surgery. Tom Hanks takes him there. Yeah. Um, he uh, comes out of the surgery as toe loses few of his toes and a little bit of one of his foot but he can walk with a cane yeah. he tells uh, tom hanks's character tells this to hector elizondo hector elizondo goes like when are you coming back to work and he said i, I don't know like give me give my give we call, yeah. yeah give my um give, project give, give all my projects to give my counselor rob to look after yeah and um, hector elizondo has like has de-escalated the stuff with, seemingly they'll keep the account mm-hmm. it's just that Tom Hanks will work on it yeah which is great like yeah. he's still running that yeah. business and now Hector Alonso goes like oh you'll torture yourself looking after you know for a week and he's like but no there's, there's I- also, but there's also a really lovely bit where he goes look you know like a year ago two years ago my dad passed away I put him in a care home he had dementia but by the time he died he didn't know who I was and I feel bad to this day and this, this I think maybe a little bit earlier yeah but you know I, I feel bad to this day that I didn't spend more time with my dad because and that's sort of what prompts Tom Hanks earlier in the film to to go actually to the hospital right yeah. like to to actually say look I'm going to spend I need to spend this time with my dad because even if he's a dick yeah I don't want to spend the rest of my life regretting not having spent that time with and one moment I think I so uh, breeze past but I think is really key for Jackie Gleason's character and yeah. it's a very good uh, moment and well performed by him is after so she uh, as she is leaving um, the the wife yeah. is leaving, seemingly potentially for the last time to ever see him. They've had their like last conversation. Yeah. Um, I mean, he he may not survive. He's like he's, he's not. He may not survive. And she goes, oh, but we did have good times or something yeah. like that. And he just goes bullshit. And then she leaves. And then he turns off the light and just breaks down in tears. Yeah. And it's again, it's not so. But it's not, like I said, they're not giving you this. He's actually a lovely bloke story. Yeah, he's, a, he's just a bitter man that has been torn apart by his bitterness. And he's not happy about that, but no. he can't go back on that. Yeah. He doesn't know how to. And that's yeah. shown again after the surgery. Tom Hanks comes in and he hugs his dad and he's crying yeah. while uh, the dad is asleep. At this point, the dad wakes up, but he uh-huh. doesn't say anything no. because he doesn't know how yeah. to. And I also think, uh, we, we, I don't even sure we mentioned this, 
there's this weird sub, a seventh subplot in this <laughs> film is that Jackie Gleason used to was a salesman and he was the best salesman yes, in the whole company. Yes, we didn't mention this. He has a bad, t- uh, you know, he gets fired. Yes, yeah. So that is another reason why he starts to and struggle. It, and that sort of is the bitterness thing, right? Is yeah. that for a very long time he was this guy who could who could womanize anyone, who could cheat on his wife. He had, but he still had his wife at home. He was the top salesman, and he felt like a man. And now he's he has this bit where he says, "Look, I can't, I can't get any woman to sleep with me anymore." I don't have a job, and he has diabetes, and he sort of that he breaks down as a character. Yeah. He's bitter that he is feels like he might as well die. Yeah, uh, and so the final resolution is we have Tom Hanks hugging his dad, and he walks him out of hospital. There's yeah. a nice little light-hearted joke with the um, with the nurse, yeah, uh, and then walks him away. And the final line of the film, Jackie Gleason's final yeah. line uh, is, uh, "You were the last person I would think to to come yeah. through for me." And he means it sincerely. He yeah. genuinely means like he did not expect his own son to come uh, through for him. And I think that's the like tragedy of this character yes. is that like he has been saved despite his um his bitterness and and the fact he's allowed himself to become this curmudgeonly old man yeah but he has still been saved and there's potentially still hope for him yeah uh, but you don't get to see that it's not it's not necessarily like a happy, a, a happy ending but it's uh we do have um what i think is quite a well-played romantic moment so the yeah. resolution of the tom hanks and girlfriend story is she's just had her uh, first performance or final performance or something. Yeah. Uh, all her students are celebrating. Her, Tom Hanks comes over and see her. Um, and they're sitting down on a bench, which is actually three theatre seats. Um, and they just go, he just kind of goes, this feels comfortable. Yeah. And then she goes, yeah, it does. Aye. And then hold hands. And I think it's a nice... In, in, not that I'm going to shit on rom-coms. <laughs> but in, the, in that we have watched some pretty, like... Bad, yeah. bad romance portrayed on well, screen. Is, like this is like a such a nice human yeah. moment of like just two well, so, people who recognise actually this kind of works. So, so even though I really like Splash, yeah, I can understand that. I think what you liked more from this was some was the kind of um, the more the more human element to that. Yeah. Right? Splash is funny because and I like it, but it, it's a comedy really yeah. first, and then the romance is sort of a the subplot yeah. of that. Whereas the comedy is the main thing. Yeah. Whereas here, although it's also a subplot. All the way through, the focus has been on the romance between two fairly well-fleshed-out people. And because they were comedy, the rest of the thing it has elements of romantic yeah. comedy. That it's very it, much it, drama it, it's, comedy. It's, yeah, it's definitely time. not a rom-com, uh, by um, any sense. So let's let's go into... General thoughts. Yeah. So um, I'll start. Sure. Uh, yeah, I didn't expect to like this as much as I did. Um, especially considering it, like, it's not... Well, like, it's no, got, it's like, not, a 5 yeah. on IMDb. It's, like, a 53% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I ended up watching this twice. I watched it on Thursday evening and I watched it again this morning, partially to like refresh my memory, but also like I was thinking, oh, I quite like this, but how much did, did I like? Really, did yeah. I really like it? I never watched it. And so this is something I've said in, in real life a lot, but I haven't really uh, said on the podcast. Like real good comedy dramas are my favourite genre. Okay. I love them. Yeah. And without sounding too wanky, but this is... A, a thought I've had to express in like drama school, like yeah. so I have expressed it in wanky sure. ways. Like the it's a comedy and a drama, just like life, it, as the tagline kind of rings true, and that's yes. what I love about comedy dramas. I lo- love that films that aren't afraid, or or any part of media that aren't afraid to show that you can have yeah both. funny, you can have both. That like life doesn't have to just be really depressing, and yeah. during shitty moments of life, you can still have fun, yeah. and there can yes. still be funny moments and while i don't think this film necessarily nails it as much as other uh, things in the genre like if i would say like something like in bruges or any of martin mcdonough's work sure. i think is j- just among the best sort of dark comedies comedy dramas yeah. that you'll find out there but and this is potentially a little bit ham-fisted on the drama at the end of sure. it but the comedy is still good the writing is good and layers in in a nice way, rather than dramas that just throw in a few jokes every now and then, or a comedy that just in the last yeah. third just has a dramatic turn. So I, I think what the problem often ends up being is that, like, ultimately, all narratives which are played out, and really all narratives, have drama, right? Drama is just, like, stakes. Drama yeah. is, like, things matter, and, like, there are issues with them. Yeah. But there are comedies which... Don't really recognize. They, they recognize what they need to have for a plot, yeah. Uh, but don't really care about. They don't really give it weight. So yeah. Those moments don't matter. And likewise, there are dramas which don't really like. Like you said, right? That, that there are there is comedy always in life. Like yeah. in Shakespeare, you have really funny scenes and very tragic plays. And if you don't have that shade and light to things, 
you're not really ever going to reach its full potential, I think. Um, so definitely agree. Yeah. Uh, another, just because I thought of it and it's a film I would love to recommend to anyone, uh, is sure. 50-50 with oh, yeah, Seth Rogen yeah. and, um, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Again, is one of... What I think is the perfect epitome of why I think that works so well yeah. is like it's taking a very serious situation but throwing comedy in it. So, yeah, I really... I didn't expect to like it as much as I did and I, I really did. And, of course, that is also because this is just a genre that I really love. <laughs> I, I love comedy dramas. I think they are such better representations sure. of life than than anything else um as i, said, I don't think it particularly is particularly potentially a little bit ham-fisted and a sure. little bit uh, or like soppy is the wrong word but potentially that sort of thing at the end but i think it does it really well i like the jokes i also think pretty much across the board this is fantastically acted yeah i think it's, i think it's, tom hanks and jackie gleason especially are incredible even even in like the scene which we say where it's really dumb it's a father and son having a, a, a four dick, dicks yeah having a dick measuring competition we already they, have what friendly acts the fuck out of that scene yeah. and tom hanks then was a brilliant performance um uh, Celia Ward plays to her role very well Hector yeah. Elizondo does I can't remember the actress's name who plays the mother she has a smaller role yeah. but she like is fantastic in her like in her silence and in the, the lack of what she said like she still delivers exactly yeah. what is needed I mean, she was so she's a Academy Award winner is she? Uh, what yeah for? she won for uh, North by Northwest oh yeah yeah. Um, uh, so, the, yeah, unsurprising there at all. Yeah, like really, um, really great. She was on in on the waterfront. She was in uh, North by Northwest, a hatful of rain. There you go. It shows. Yeah. She, she's she's fantastic and really shows the like the hurt of this woman really yeah. well. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I think like the pacing is really nice yeah. when we've had really fast paced movies so far. Like Which everything really, just like yeah, yeah. smashes from plot point to yeah. plot point. Even in a film that has. So many plot lines, it doesn't feel like that. No, it, it feels... It's an easy watch. Given, uh, yeah. Um, so let's move yeah, on and to... Have you, right, you, have you got yeah, any, any I mean, thoughts? I think what I find interesting about it is, it does... Towards the end of his career, Gary Marshall basically just did these kind of... Um, I think he did three of them. Anthology movies. So you have uh, New Year's Eve, you have uh, Valentine's Day, and... Uh, Mother's Day, I think he also yeah. directed. These, although I, although I have a lot of affection for Valentine's Day, and I watch it every Valentine's Day because <laughs> it is very much in the category of so bad it's good. Um, it's it is very it is a they are weird. They're not they're not great movies. No. And I think he, it sounds bad. He sort of went out on at least film wise career lows. They were kind of films which you could by the yeah. looks of it because each actor's performance was very short. They were kind of in segments. It seemed like it was easy to make. You could get big name actors in for a film which probably would make a lot of money. Yeah, he needed he needed someone to be the Gary Marshall to his Jackie Gleason yeah. and say, do one last good film yeah. so you don't come but out on Ga- this. At his best, Gary Marshall was a really, really, really brilliant filmmaker. Yeah. Films like... Um, uh, Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman is a, is a really great film. It yeah. isn't as dark as it was originally meant to be, but it is a good film. It's really enjoyable. It's a great rom-com. Yeah. Princess Diaries. Uh, Princess Diaries is really good fun. Um, and this is a good movie. It's dark. It's definitely darker than a lot of the other stuff, mm-hmm. um, especially his latest stuff. But it's it's fun. Yeah, I and, and, and I mean, this is his. As we said with, yeah. with him and Hanks, this is both of them moving away from comedy. And I think yeah. they both show. And I think especially for Tom Hanks, yes. like, this really this, shows. This is the big. So I, we mentioned it the last week, and I, I do sort of feel it was. It, you could see everything so far. You could see stuff in Tom Hanks where you go. That's what I remember from the films I've watched of Tom Hanks, and you're like, it's not quite there, but it's getting there. This is this is the Tom Hanks you know. Yeah, this yeah um, this is. So to get onto scores, right? Like yeah. in terms of how good I think the film is, honest, and this is, I may this may actually be lower ranked than some other things I did, but this is meant. This is like the perfect three star film, right? This is like completely easy going. You stick this on the TV, you're gonna be having a good time, right? Would I, if this was in cinema, you have to pay, not whether at the moment, £14.50 yeah, <laughs> to go see the movie? Would I say that? Uh, probably not. But if it, if you, you will enjoy it, I think you will enjoy this film. Um, I would I'd give it a good recommendation for Tom Hanks. Whoa, 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 whoa. We take it in turns. You know how this podcast works. Well, sometimes. Um, except for when you get angry in Splash and just blast through all of your rankings. Uh, at except once. when you get angry in uh, the Money Pit <laughs> yeah, and, and blast through all mine. Yeah. So yeah, you know, either. Um, ah, I I really don't want to give this as high a score as I want to give it. Is the yeah. thing like I I fully recognise that this is not it's not a five film. Yeah, like yeah. it's not, and I shouldn't give it a five, and I'm probably not going to. But I haven't made my mind up. Sure. 
but I really enjoyed watching this. I watched this movie twice out of choice. Yeah. Like, I don't do that very often. And, like, there was something about this that just... It was really nice to watch. Like, it was just enjoyable to watch and carry on going through these characters and, like, the really good performances. I think because we are purely rating it on the film, I'm going to knock it down from a five because I think arguably what makes it a five or could make it a five, and I'm disagreeing with every critic that ever reviewed this film... Um, is because the performances are so yeah. fantastic. So if I'm just going to rate it as a film, I think there is potentially some issues with uh, the the last act and being a little bit hand-fisty sure. and whatever, despite the performances acting it well. Um, and some of like the comedy, if it's selling itself as a comedy, it is potentially quite light on the comedy, especially by modern day standards. Uh, Jamie, do you remember that scene where they watched horses <laughs> fucked and then they fucked? Yeah, but I don't know if that's supposed to be funny. Uh, I can't. I tell. think it's meant to be hot, and it was hot. Um, yeah. So I think Dude. I'm going to give it a four point five, and I really should. No, I think that's, that's the highest I, I've rated. I, I think that's fair, right? Yeah. Like it, it's an enjoyable film. Um, so when we go on to Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks. I, I, well, I think he's a four. I give him a four. Yeah, I, I think, I, I, I think I'll give him a five. Like yeah. I think, I think he really nails this role, and like in what is, it's, it's especially what I think uh, makes this a five for me is he elevates this role past what's on the page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because the writing is potentially a bit odd at Trunky some points, clunky in parts. Like he really elevates this yeah. script like without him and without Jackie Gleason this is not as good yeah, of a movie yeah. by any stretch of the imagination so I think I'm giving him five because I really think sure. he he makes this way more than it should yes. have been and on that on the Tom Hanks dick meter I think he's like a four on the dick meter like but that's part of the movie the movie is like he, you like him but he's the cock of the block you know yeah he is like we said at the beginning he's the villain in any other film yeah it, like he's 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 a woman, like you see, he's supposed to be the romantic lead of the film where you're supposed to like him at the end getting with, but we see him sleep with Uh, at least five women, I think. This is the 80s. He definitely has a lot of STDs by the end of this film. Um, Yeah, I think I'll go a little bit lower because I think his heart's like in a good place and like he, so I I think I'd go a three on that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, no, I I don't, I don't begrudge you for giving him a four. He's like, like we say, it's that American exceptionism, so maybe I'm just, I'm more Americanized than I'd like to think. So, this is why I'm really interested because I think I know the answer. Yeah. Are you putting this in your hangs bank? I am. I really wasn't expecting yeah. to. And do you remember? I would like to quote Jamie Loxton last week. Sure. And I, I think I remember this word for word because I did listen to it recently. Um, uh, you know why I'm so angry? Yeah. Is because we have to watch three more shitty films before we reach big. So potentially, so there's there's a lot of why this is going in my Hanks bank, and it's potent, and it's a lot of context. It's sure. Firstly, that I really wasn't expecting to yeah. enjoy it. Secondly, it is a it is a genre that I really enjoy. So as much as you put smash in your yeah, 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 bank no, because just, you really enjoy rom coms, and I think yeah. you are objectively wrong. <laughs> I really enjoy comedy dramas, and I think, especially because this is what's so fantastic about this is because it's not common at the time like that like i said yeah, hey, yeah, it's yeah, not it's... comedy dramas aren't really a thing so there isn't there isn't a, a roadmap to follow to to make a movie like this sure. so they are really going out on a limb here and i think they do it really well so yeah this is going to my hangs bank jesus christ <laughs> alexander is this going in your hangs bank if we want to teach the aliens about human sexuality if we want to teach them about how flawed people are and how things that are not necessarily perfect can have heart. Like, this film has heart, right? It does. Like, and yeah. more a so lot, than most of the it. other films we've seen, even more yeah. so than Splash. Yeah. There, there are films, uh, there's this kind of uh, Roger Ebert thing where he kind of said, look, I gave, I gave whatever film recently, Jurassic Park, like a, a two or something. And I gave this kind of Japanese film uh, like a four and it was you know it's really bad it's bad in every way why am I giving it a four I gave it a four because it was fun yeah. in the same way like films can and this is something Spielberg's films definitely have films can have more heart than they are necessarily good yeah. but that makes you like them. the films yeah. we really care about have good heart yeah. and this film has it so I'm putting it in the hands oh my god first time ever we both agree we put something Double in the hands together holy shit Double this is Oh. I, what I really enjoy about your hands, 
Like, it's excluding Splash. You've given really low scores to all the things you put. You gave... He knows you're alone a one. You gave this a three. And they're both in your Hanks bank. Yeah. But, oh, my God, isn't that fun? Yeah. Oh, what a fun episode of positivity. We've agreed. We've sworn... Less. Yeah, you know, it's almost like but, that we watch films we like nicer to yeah, each other. I, I am still sweating as much as I was yeah. last episode, but that's arguably because we are recording this on the hottest day of the year so far, yep. and we've decided to spend that inside recording a podcast. Uh-huh. So with that in mind, I think we should get on to the last little bits of the show, unless sure. you have any final thoughts before we move on. No, I, watch this movie. Yeah, Pay genuinely. three quid I, and like, watch this film. I like, genuinely think, even, even if we... I considered, but I didn't want to spoil sure. the fact how much I like this, I considered opening this episode by saying like, hey, watch this film before we discuss it. Yeah. But even having had the plot point to for you, like, I think the performances alone are worth watching, especially if you want to see, like, Tom Hanks really coming into his own um, and showing sure. why he eventually becomes one of the greatest actors um, on Earth. So, yeah, I would genuinely recommend this film. Uh, and so, you can, <laughs> wrapping up, you can follow us uh, on the usual social medias. I'm at Jamie P. Loxton. Al is at Al underscore underscore stuff. Um, please just check to see whether I'm okay. Yeah. Um, after this comes out, you will have known whether Tottenham right. have... have um, the, yeah, just, just the, tweet me the positive thoughts. important thing, no matter what, uh, just, to, just to fill Jamie back up because he's had a t- he's had a tough week. I have. Make sure you you get your friends to listen to the podcast. <laughs> Make sure you take their phones and you subscribe without their consent. That's yeah. an important thing to yeah. do. You can get um, the consent, but, but also, also set it to automatic stealing. download because our numbers are tracked by downloads and not subscriptions. Which is weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, I'm dying. Oh, I can feel the impending death of me of Tottenham winning. Oh god. Uh, yeah, you can also follow us at Hank's Frank Pod. Right, and view us on iTunes, all that fun stuff. Um, any final thoughts before I let you go, Al? Um, I got back my life's collection of Pokemon this week, and the world is good. When <laughs> I thought I lost it, I cried for about four hours one evening from 11 to 3 in the morning. It was a sad time. The world is back to the way it should be. Double hugs back! And from my co-host, Al, and me, Jamie, that's one more app in the bank! <laughs>